The 2023 NFL Draft is complete, and many experts are giving the Giants an A+. What a draft. They get their corner. They get their center. They get their receiver. We go through the entire Giants draft list, what we like, what we didn't, and we talk with one of their draft picks. That's right. It's the pick that our own Lawrence Tynes announced. Second-round pick center John Michael Schmitz will join the Blue Rush podcast. It's all coming up next on Blue Rush from the New York Post. With the 24th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Deontay Banks, defensive back, Maryland. With the 57th pick, in the 2023 NFL Draft, our New York football giants select John Michael Schmitz, center, Minnesota. Ooh, welcome to a post-NFL Draft edition of the Blue Rush Podcast, our New York Giants podcast. From the New York Post, I'm Jake Brown, filling in for Brandon London, who will be on later in the show for our guest. Congrats to him on having his first child, Brandon London Jr., is in the building, maybe a future guest on the Blue Rush podcast, maybe in 19, 20 years. Let me welcome in, of course, Giants beat writer for the New York Post, Paul Schwartz. And you heard him in Kansas City at the NFL Draft, his two-time Giants Super Bowl champion kicker, Lawrence Tynes. Lawrence, you announced the pick, the second-round pick, and I said, why not have him on the show so he will be on the show Good job by you guys to get him on. Center John Michael Schmitz will join us later in the program. Let's open up the show, Lawrence, by hearing your absolutely electric call. It's courtesy of NFL Network. Hearts, let's uh, let's play it. Stand up, New York! What a time to be a Giants fan. Now let's get to business. We're looking for smart. We're looking for tough. We're looking for dependable. With the 57th pick... In the 2023 NFL Draft, our New York football giants select John Michael Schmitz, center, Minnesota. Lawrence, I think you could have a future in WWE with that call. That was impressive. Break it, was it down. Aggressive. It, was, it was aggressive. I didn't really rehearse anything I was going to say. I mean, I, I kind of thought of some things, and I thought keeping it short and sweet like that would be the best. So it was fun, man. I'll tell you what, the NFL – laid out the red carpet for all of us. Um, they treated us like royalty. They did it right. They bust us over there. Um, so I got to ride with like, you know, Fred Jackson from the Bills and Aeneas Williams and Demarcus Ware and Tory Holt. AJ Green was there. Uh, Joe Staley from the Niners. It, it was a cool group, man. It was fun to kind of see all those guys and had a good time doing it. I was honored that they asked and hopefully I delivered for them. Well, actually, I was I was hoping for the most difficult name in the draft. Of course, you were. Uh, he wanted to see his so, co-host you know, struggle a little bit. I there. just wanted to see what what uh, what Lawrence has. You know, look, I've seen Lawrence kick when it's minus eight thousand degrees in Green Bay. I know he can do that, but getting up in front of the world and 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 you know saying one of those names. But yeah, we'll talk about this draft. John Michael Schmitz was right right in that wheelhouse in the second round, and. Um, um, look, now you had it. You got to get paid extra. That was three names instead of two. And you know what? He goes by John Michael. Yeah, he doesn't go okay. by John. He's, yeah, because his father is is a he's a junior. His father is John. So 
John Michael. He wants to be called John Michael. So you had to say three names. It, it was good. It, it was very flawless, flawless. But let's face it, nice, nice, easy name for you. Nice, good. Was a name. was a great name. So yeah. you know, there's not a lot of time as much as you think between the time you get the name and by the time you're on stage. I thought there would have been more time. Um, so you're kind of back there in this little, you know, Roger Goodell commissioner green room, which is right off the stage. There's several television screens in front of you. The NFL team is working back there feverishly getting these names. There's a whiteboard on the TV and the name just fills in just like you see, you know, on, on the TV, but obviously they're getting it much earlier than the viewers at home. So when I saw the name, cause they said, Hey, Lawrence, come in here. Here's your pick coming. And it kind of fills in and you're like, and I saw John Michael Smith. So I was like, Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. That's an easy one. Would they have given you a pronunciation guide? They would have given you a phonetic spelling of one of the more difficult names because there was a, I don't know who did it. Was it, it, gosh, I can't remember which player had it, but he, he nailed it. It was like Tuli, Tuli Uliupiopo or something. One of those Hawaiian names. And I was like, those ones are like tongue twisters. So he nailed it and they gave him like a phonetic spelling. So thank God for John Michael Schmitz, a name I will never forget as long as I'm left. John Michael Schmitz. Yeah. And, you know, this draft was highlighted by a few trades. We used to have Trader Dave here. Now it's Trader Joe, which is, you know, many Manhattan girls favorite uh, grocery store here in uh, New York City, Trader Joe's. Uh, They trade up twice in this draft. Paul, we'll start with you. They trade up one pick. 25th, 160, and 240 to go up to 24 and take Deontay Banks out of Maryland, the cornerback. What would you think of the first pick? You know what? The first 15 picks went on the off the board, and it was great for the Giants, right? No receivers taken. I think only one cornerback taken. It looked like they were going to have you know, their pick of a few different guys. Look, they would have taken one of those four receivers. This is the first time in NFL draft history four receivers went in order. One, two, three, four, like that, you know, four in a row. So that was, you know, there was a run on them. Two more cornerbacks left. So um, Deontay Banks was the last player in that group that Joe Shane and the Giants had. So now you have a choice. If Banks goes, do you trade down? Do you take someone who maybe you don't even have a first round grade on? So, but this was all pre-arranged. You know, um, uh, Shane has a good relationship with Trent Balky from the Jaguars. That he talked to him earlier in the day. You know, we may want to go up to twenty-four from twenty-five, and it's the exact scenario that happened. They had the parameters of the deal in place, so it went pretty smoothly. Um, now you got to give up a fourth-round pick and a seventh-round pick. Um, Shane didn't care about the seventh-round pick. Fourth round pick stings a little bit, but um, look, he was the last guy. He's a definite first round pick. He's six foot one. You know, he should be he should be a really good player. It's very tough with cornerbacks. The caveat: the last two first round cornerbacks they take they've taken DeAndre Baker, Eli Apple. So beware. But um, you know, I'm not putting this guy in that. Um, I think it was the right move to trade up. They need a cornerback. He's a guy who could probably start right away. I love the pick. You know, obviously we talked about Flat and we talked about some of the depth they have now. Maybe he's a starter, maybe he's not. But, I mean, talent-wise, a lot of people had him as the number one corner in the draft. He's physical. He can play man. And that's exactly what Wink needs. You know, in this defense, you need a guy that can play man. And you need a guy that's not afraid to go up and tackle somebody. So I could kind of tell by one of those videos that the Giants, you know, tweeted out or Instagrammed where you see Wink, and I'm sure he gets excited about players, but he was pretty excited and rubbing Joe Shane's head on that one. So obviously that tells you a little bit about what Wink Martindale thinks about him. So 
Yeah, there were there were hugs and then there were hugs. You know, there were a lot of hugs. Yeah. After pick. Wink gave the hug and then he started pounding it, Joe it, Shane. On that the was back. his guy. You could probably tell that yes. was probably Wink's number one rated guy. They, you know, obviously these coaches all have their own rankings. The staff has their rankings. The personnel. So maybe that's the one that that Wink wanted most. Man press corner. I mean, you look in the definition. What does Wink Martindale want? Physical too. His presence, if he pans out literally helps the edge rushers. You know, it helps everyone be better. So we'll see. We'll see if he can do it. But he's he's a, he's a very confident guy. He didn't have – he had, I think, two interceptions in his whole career at Maryland. So that's not great. But, um, you know, Brian Dable said he gets his hands on a lot of balls. You know, sometimes interceptions are um, – they're just not throwing at him. He played really well against Ohio State this year. Marvin Harrison Jr., right, who might be – Top five next year, right? I, no one would be surprised at that. That really impressed the Giants. He played really well against Ohio State. And Banks had a 4-3-5, 40-yard dash with a 42-inch vertical leap, which was tops for cornerbacks at the NFL Combine. And, you know, it looks like, at least for now on paper, he might jump ahead of Aaron Robinson and your boy, Cordell Flott Lawrence. I, I know you're sad about that. You're a, you're That's the okay. leader so, of Cordell Flott. You guys always seem to forget to mention Darnay Holmes. Like Darnay Holmes is a really really good football player. So the more you know, the more good football players you have on your team, the better you are. Flott Holmes. Banks and uh, Adore. That's a pretty good foursome right there. PFF gave the Giants an A-plus for that pick. They gave the Giants an A-plus for the whole draft. I mean, Paul, what do you think of that? Is it a little generous? I guess it's hard to say because we've got to see how these guys pan out. But do you agree with that pick or is it a little generous? Well, well, here's the thing. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. PFF liked the players the Giants drafted. You know what I mean? So if you trust PFF's rating system for these players, then it's like anything. You know, if I look at that list and I say, you know, I don't think John Michael Schmitz is great. You know, I think he's a little overvalued. Then you don't like the pick. So PFF likes those. I asked Joe Shane after the whole draft, I said, what do you make of this whole Joe Shane killed it? That's all you're hearing now. He killed it. And Shane smiled and said, that lasts about two days. That lasts about two days, and then you go, you, you get back to work. So I love the first four picks, actually, but I've loved picks for four. And, you know, I love drafts before, and, and they don't pan out. It, it makes sense. You know, this draft certainly makes sense. But the key is, like I always say, are the players any good? We think they are. That's why they take them. But a lot of times they draft these guys. I mean, this I did, I, I didn't rip. Eli Apple, I didn't rip Eric Flowers as a pick when they took them. I said, okay, we'll see. And guys pan out and guys don't. So we'll see. Lawrence, your pick, John Michael Schmitz, as we move to the second round. Six years at Minnesota. He's 24 years old. He's an old man in uh, draft standards, but he might be your week one starter. What do you think of the pick that you announced? It was definitely need-based. But again, you get a veteran signal caller who has played a ton of football. Team captain, leader, pretty durable, tough finishes plays. Um, you watch him. He's he's built thick. I mean, I know most linemen are, but he's just got a really nice kind of a Richie Soybert slash, you know, Sean O'Hara build to him. It looks durable. And obviously, like you said, six years in college football, that's that's a long time. 24, he's mature. Uh, I believe he's engaged, maybe getting married. Um, he does rescue animals as well, dogs. So that's why my wife loves him. My wife saw that little piece on him and said, well, he's good with me. She doesn't care if he can play football. As long as he rescues, keeps rescuing dogs, but um, he seems like a mature young man. I've listened to him speak. He's got his head on his shoulders well. So 
It's a really nice pick. I mean, need, more need-based too, right? I mean, he's going to have a little bit of baptism by fire in the NFL a little bit, but he looks like he's built to play the position. And he looks like he could have a long, successful career if he stays healthy. Yeah, he's, um, you know, it's interesting. He's the same age as Andrew Thomas. Crazy. I mean, imagine that. Imagine that, right? He's the same and age. And Andrew, Andrew Thomas, Thomas is going into his fourth year. Yeah, he's going into his fourth year. Um, and you mentioned his, you know, his, you know, he looked like a thickly built guy. That's the difference, right, between 24 and 21. He has filled out in college all those years. You know, he had a COVID year. Things so, look, is it ideal that he's 24? No, but you know what? Let's give him a 10-year career and we'll worry about it at 34, right? I don't yep. think it's a big deal. And if you need him to start right away, it's probably an advantage, like you said. He's had a million snaps. Now, The last I always go back to the last time. The last time they drafted a center in the second round, do you remember? It was Weston Richburg after oh, Odell. Right. What right. was that, 2014? And what did they do? They he had was... Eight- they had he eight- was smaller, eight- right, Paul? He was a smaller from Colorado, I believe. like not- Colorado State. Yeah, yeah, not out of state, but he was, you know, he was, I think, regarded in the same vein, you know, as a, a solid second round pick. What did they do? Because they had some injuries. Uh, they moved him to guard his first year. It was not great. And he played well at center his second year. Then he got hurt. Then he fell into this favor. Then he left and they went, you know, he, they, they didn't resign him. And he went to the 49ers he, and was playing. He got okay. a fairly decent contract, too. He I did. Believe. And then he tore his patella. And then and he never. Came came back and needed hip surgery and he's retired. Okay. So, you know, he, he did not work out for, for unlucky reasons and performance reasons. So um, sure. Um, this is a need pick, right? I mean, they, the giants will be very uh, disappointed if he doesn't win the starting job. Now, you know, they're going to line up Ben Bredesen or Jack Anderson. there also, and those guys are, you know, Brett Bredesen is a pretty experienced guy. And let's not forget John Michael Schmitz is going to be lining up in training camp against who Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence and is it Ashan, Ashan Robinson? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Leonard Williams. <laughs> and Leonard <laughs> just Williams. keep going down and, the and, list. And Rakim, uh, uh, you know, no chess, right? Um, um, uh, yes. They, yes. You know, yeah. so look, you know, you're, 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 that, you're, that Ashan Robinson signing kind of went under the radar because it was right before the draft, yeah. but yeah. people forget. I mean, this guy's a really good football player and it's a really good one year deal for, for the Giants. So, you know, this guy's going to be knocking heads with those guys. I mean, Dexter Lawrence, probably the next time we do a podcast, Oof. might be, um, um, have a $90 million contract. So, um, you know, mm. it depends on how hot they want to go in with it as rookie, but, um, you know, there'll be some summer days where you'll read my reporting or see my tweets, and it's like John Michael Schmitz had a rough uh, in the in the run run uh, in in the live run um, drills. He had a rough time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll see. You gotta love the name, John Jacob Jingleheimer, Michael Van Wilder Schmitz. Six years in college. I love it. Love a twenty-four year old starting off in the NFL as the potential Giants starting center. Well, Trader Joe. Traded up again in the third round, guys, getting Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver, trading 89 and 128. Paul, we'll start with you on this one. They got a hell of a speedy playmaker, six foot 176, very skinny. What'd you think of this? He was a top five in pre draft rankings, but he was the 10th wide receiver taken. He said, I think I'm the best receiver in the draft. And you would not want him to say anything else. And he didn't say it with like bravado. You know, he he came across really confident and not cocky, which is hard for a rookie to do. It really is. But he pulled it off. He made you kind of believe it. Look, Joe Shane told a funny story. He was coming from another game. He was scouting the Alabama-Tennessee game, right? His flight was late. So he, he got there and he got to the game and he didn't have time to see um, some of these players in pregame. He likes being on the field. 
He wants seeing them up close, seeing their bodies up close. He didn't have time to do that. So he watched the first half of the game on the field. Okay, well, in that game, Jalen Hyatt scored five touchdown passes. He caught five touchdown passes against Alabama, which is just not done. So Shane obviously came away very impressed with him. Um, You said he's skinny at 175. He's already up to about 188, he said. And he wants to get up to 190, which is, you know, a shake and a, and a burger later. He'll be at 190. He looks thin, but he doesn't look rail thin. You know, he doesn't. He's, 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 you know, every bit of six foot or six one. Um, you know, I didn't look at him and say, that's a small dude at all. Very excited to see him. He really runs fast. And the, the, he has to prove that he is a vertical threat. There's no question about it. So you line him up wide. He did most of his work in the slot in college. But you line him up. You better have a cornerback who can run next to him or else he's going to run by him. He has to prove he can do the other things now. Yeah. And, and the Giants needed to get more explosive. We know that, right? They, you know, Slayton, Slayton can run. But I just – Slayton's test speed is 4-3. We've all heard that. He can run well. I just don't know that he plays that fast sometimes. Um, so getting high at where they did – was huge. And if you think about the Alabama game, I believe two or three players from that Alabama secondary just got drafted and he put up five touchdowns on him. This guy's going to be NFL ready. I'm not so worried about his frame. You know, I, I would be more worried about Bryce Young's frame because uh, he's going to take some hits. But, you know, Hyatt is going to be able to protect himself. He's not going to take a ton of great shots. I mean, Devontae Smith down in Philly is probably smaller than he is, you know, in terms of thinness. So, that 190 is great. That's probably what they want to come to, you know, camp stuff with. But his play weight's going to be around 180. I know that the it's kind of like Bryce Young weighing in at 200 at his pro day. He's not going to play at 200, I don't think. But maybe he will. You just don't want Hyatt to lose that speed because that's kind of his that's his thing, right? Everyone has a thing when they come in the league, and his is speed. So, but I do like him. I, I love the pick. I mean, if you would have said, look, our first three picks are these three guys to Giants Nation, I think 90% of them would have been. Really happy with that that haul. I asked uh, Jalen, I said, you know, you're gaining 15 pounds. You worried about losing a little tick of the speed. And he goes, I was born with this speed. It's never leaving me. You know, I was born with this speed. And 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 you mentioned Devonta Smith, which is a really good call, because when uh, Joe Shane was asked about, you know, this is a skinny guy, he said, well, there's a guy playing down the road who was drafted really high and doing really well, you know, who we heard the same things about. Now, they're not the same prospect right now you know devonta smith was a more accomplished guy you know more versatile in what he could do but um yeah joe shane admitted i did not think we could get these three guys after they got schmitz he looked at the board and said should we try to get high and he said everybody get on the phones get on the phones because 16 going up 16 spots is a lot everyone on the phones and you know who cashed in brian dable he sent a text. He sent a text to Sean McVay. You know, you know that's the one thing about having a veteran coach. He knows everybody. He sent a text to Sean McVay, and they worked out the parameters of a deal with the Rams. And so much so that Shane said Dable worked it out, but he didn't know how to do it on his phone. So Dable had to give his phone to somebody to put in the things, and they got it done. So uh, all hands on deck. Look, hey, side note too, real quick, Paul, is that his teammate was drafted right after him. I thought that was kind of cool. In a weird way. And and the Giants knew, you know, they had to come up. You know, these guys are, they had to get up that far. You know, you know, they went from 89 to 73. That's a big jump. You know, it cost, it, you know, but they had to do it if they wanted this guy. And and like I said, a fourth round pick can be a really good player. But um, that's the difference between this year and last year. Last year, they needed bodies. They needed, you know, 10, 11 picks. They got them. They had 10 picks going into this draft. And I knew Joe would 
trade some of them. They only ended up with seven. That's fine with him. That's just what he wanted. Look, I, I like I said, every year you hear these guys, oh, we didn't think he'd be there. We didn't think he'd be here. But I, I'm telling you, if you said to him, Banks, Schmitz, and Hyatt in the first three, he would say, show me how we did it, because I don't think so. Show me how we did it, because that's pretty impressive. You know, you said on the last show, Paul, you can never have too many at one position when you're talking about cornerbacks. Well, the Giants, you know, they got a couple coming off injuries, but they have eight wide receivers right now. Like, it's unbelievable when you look at the depth chart. Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, Wandell Robinson, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Jalen Hyatt, Jeff Smith, Jameson Crowder. I guess that's not a bad problem to have, right? No, it, you know, listen, some of those guys, and what they keep last year, six out of eight, and you got to add in some undrafted free agents. They're definitely going to sign some. And and usually one of those guys pops. They they show up in training camp. They make the practice squad. Sometimes the roster, or sometimes you lose them. But they've got to get some special teams help. I know we keep talking about offense and defense this year, but the Giants were very, very average or below average in all special teams last year on return game and coverages. So, you know, maybe that's what this pick was uh, later. You know, we'll get to Trey Hawkins and and Gervarius Owens, but maybe they have some special teams ability because they need some cover guys. All right, so no fourth-round pick. Go to the fifth round. Another offensive playmaker, running back Eric Gray with the 172nd pick out of Oklahoma. Lawrence, what would you think of uh, a little running back here? Something, well, again, you guys talked I've, about. Yep. Listen, I, I find it interesting that um, it seems to me that there's rumors that Saquon, his management, and the Giants have resumed talks. And I don't care if he's in the fifth round, fourth round. We all saw what Kenneth Walker Jr. did and Dion, uh, the young man in Houston, and then some of these backs, Isaiah Pacheco. This guy's a good runner. Uh, fifth round pick, going to come in, run hard, hungry. I love it. I love the pick. I mean, you, you need you need a young, explosive back, and he looks like he fits all that. He looks like he's good out of the backfield. So good pick there, especially in the fifth round. Yeah, see, I, I predicted a running back in the fourth round, you know. I, I you know, maybe well, there it is. Well, they Texas. get rid of their fourth round pick, right? So yeah. So so when I looked at that, I said, I wonder if Joe's gonna pull the trigger on a running back in the fifth round, because you're gonna lose a few of those guys, you know, who went in the fourth round, but Look, Joe Shane is a smart guy. He told Saquon, you know, last week, just want to let you know, we're going to take a running back in the middle of this draft, you know? No reflection on you. Don't get all crazy about it. We need depth. You know what I mean? Don't, you know, people are going to go start saying, oh, they're going to they're gonna take a running back and then what do you, Saquon, and blah, blah, blah. So Joe Shane told him, look, don't be surprised, which I think is really smart of a general manager to lay it out there. Don't, don't worry about the whispers. Here's what I'm saying, telling you, you know, this guy is a, now he started his career at Tennessee and was a teammate of Jalen Hyatt's at Tennessee. So they, these guys know each other and like each other Uh, 1300 yards at Oklahoma. He's, he's not fast, you know, uh, a 40 yard dash. He's just not that, you know, he's not a a burner in, in that, which is why he's in the fifth round and not the second round, but he's a thick guy. He's a big guy. He's got big thighs. Who does that remind you of? Saquon. He's not Saquon. We get that. But I think it's a good pick. And you know what? He really catches the ball out of the backfield. And he can pass protect. I mean, this guy is a potential three-down guy. He's not a guy that, you know, sometimes the fifth round, he's a good between the tackles runner. He can't get outside. He's not a great pass catcher. He does all these things pretty well. So in this day and age in the NFL, you can work him in. And Lawrence, here's your thing. He has returned punts. There you go. That's what right? something they needed. Yeah. Why why can't a third down back rookie be a punt returner? Right. It happens all around the league. Why can't it, you know? Well, the the kids these days do say thick thighs save lives. So we'll see if Eric Gray could uh save a few lives. Paul, let's uh have you run through the Giants final few picks here. Some, you know, lesser known guys, six round, two oh nine, 
cornerback Trey Hawkins out of Old Dominion. What do you think? Yeah, he's a um, he's a um, you know height weight speed guy. You know what I mean. Smaller level of competition, obviously, but um, they think he has special teams value. Certainly, um, Jordan Riley is six five, three hundred and thirty five pounds. I think uh, defensive lineman from Oregon. And and what Joe Shane said was, you know what? Very rarely that deep into the draft do you get such a big guy. So you know he's got some issues maybe with you know the way he plays. He I think he he was at four or five different schools. But Joe Shane said when you walked on the field, the practice field at Oregon, you looked on the field and you say who is that guy? Because most guys don't look that. He's just a really big guy. And that late in the draft, you just take you look for one thing that you like and you take him. You know what I mean? And and three hundred and thirty five pound guys are not sitting there that late in the draft. That's why they took him. And uh, Javarius Owens, the safety. Um, here's something, Lawrence, you'll like. He played at Houston. Okay, you know who his teammate was at Houston, University of Houston? Thomas McGahee's son. Bingo, right? So that's – you think he got some good intel from a, the Giants special teams coordinator? That's so correct. Son, uh, we're thinking about Javarius Owens, the safety. What do you think of him if he says and, he's – And I'm sure he – yeah, I'm sure he got some really good intel on him. Yeah, yeah, and he's also – you know, safety, they need a safety. He can be a special teams guy. You know, you take these guys, like I said, if, if there's one thing you like about them and then you hope they pan out or they make you practice squad, that's what you do. All right. Well, before John Michael Schmitz joins us, Lawrence, we'll start with you, you know, as we head on hiatus on the show into the offseason. What's your feel after the draft? How do you like this Giants roster? How do you like how the offseason has uh, shaken out so far? Well, I think they've checked a lot of boxes, the things they needed to fix in the offseason. They've added some depth, especially in that defensive line, in the tackles, uh, so I'm really impressed by how they've been able to maneuver the cap, get some players signed, add some depth. They had a hell of a draft. Now it's about getting healthy, getting on the same page, and then just building on what they did last year because the expectations from Giants fans are obviously going to be huge. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. They're going to expect them to make it again. And I think they're better. The Giants on paper are better now than they were three months ago, and that's all you can do. And then you just got to go coach them up, let them practice, see see, see some of these young guys live at NFL practices, see how they adapt, and uh, hopefully you have no injuries You know, in the offseason. Um, Lawrence says they're better. They're definitely faster. You know, they're a faster team. You know, Bobby Okereke, the, the starting inside linebacker, is just faster than the guys they had. So they're definitely faster right now. Um, it's interesting. You know, when we have the, the press conference after each picks and then after the whole draft, and, and Joe Shane and Brian Dable are sitting side by side on a table. And, you know, most of the questions go to Joe Shane because he's the guy who drafts these guys, right? Then you ask, you know, Brian Dable a little bit, how are you going to use them and things like that. But it's really more of a GM thing. And Joe Shane speaks very positively about all the players and then Dable kind of diffuses that a little bit okay well we'll get him in the building he's never played in the league before he's got to you know be in a locker room with grown men we'll get him on a practice field you know it's the typical yin yang the GM is all pumped up and the coach is like you know let's see let's see which is the way it's supposed to be right you know you know uh, uh you know ask him John Michael Schmidt you think he's going to start Brian Dable says he doesn't, he's, he, I don't know if he's ever been to New York before. He doesn't even know where our cafeteria is in the building. Well, let's hold, hold this, you know, yourselves with, is he going to start yet? So, so that's, you know, I, that, that's, that's the right mentality. Um, I think the draft is good. Um, you know, they, they, they fixed a lot of glaring holes. If these guys pan out, they're going to be a very solid roster and, um, they will cut guys. My prediction is they will cut guys this summer who are NFL players. And that's what good teams do. They don't, you know, when when I look at the final roster, sometimes the last five spots, I'm like, I don't know if any of these guys deserve to be on the team. This year, I would think 
I'm going to have seven or eight or nine guys and think I, I'm going to have a hard time cutting these guys. That's when you become a more competitive and a better team. Well, we'll see how the rest of the offseason shakes out. We'll see what happens with Saquon as that is kind of the final uh, item on the checklist here heading into the rest of the offseason. Well, last year we were joined by second round pick Wandell Robinson. This year we'll be joined by second round pick John Michael Schmitz next on Blue Rush. You guys know Wink's defense and what he likes and Deontay fits that mold to a T. So, yeah, he was uh, he was ecstatic. All right, we're back on Blue Rush. Jake Brown, Brandon London, Lawrence Tynes in the building. Congrats to you, Brandon, uh, on being a new father now, uh, BL Jr. Uh, let's welcome in another youngin. Well, I guess he's old in college standards, six years at Minnesota. Let's welcome in the Giants' second-round pick where he was taken 57th overall. He's out of Minnesota, first-team All-Big Ten, first-team All-American. We give a warm Blue Rush welcome to the pride of Flossmore, Illinois. It's John Michael Schmitz. Welcome to the program. How you doing? Really good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, excited to be a giant. I'm ready to get to work. Now, we will play, Hearts, let's cue it up, the audio of Lawrence's call because it is truly electric, and we want to hear and watch your live I was live pumped up, baby. I was pumped up when I saw the name. Yeah, he was fired <laughs> up. So, Andrew Hearts, let's, uh, let's play it. Stand up, New York! What a time to be a Giants fan. Now let's get to business. We're looking for smart. We're looking for tough. We're looking for dependable. With the 57th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, our New York football Giants select John Michael Schmitz, center, Minnesota. All right, JMS, what do you think of it? What do you think of Lawrence's call? Honestly, probably the best call out there. Uh, That's right. Ooh, I appreciate you, John Michael. Is there is there any room for is there anywhere where he could have room for improvement? Is there anywhere he could have got? Honestly, I I can't see anything. I I mean, he nailed it. That's right. uh, That's right. He brought that energy. He he did everything he can. uh, Hey, let, let John Michael. Let me ask you this: Who is who is Deborah? Is that your mother? Yes. Okay, so I, I reached out to John via Instagram, just said, hey, welcome to New York. And his mom approved of it by messaging me back, saying that was the best call of the night. So, Mrs. Schmitz, I appreciate you. Thank you for the note. And if she said it's the best, it's got to be the best. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. You're going to get you one of those uh, Campbell's Chunky Soup commercials. With oh, mom. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll get Mrs. Schmitz in there. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, well, welcome to the Giants. How, how are you feeling? You got the gear on? Do you have enough gear? Are you, are you set with Big Blue here? Yeah, I know. Uh, obviously, I said they set the family up with uh, with some gear, which was great. Took the trip into New York uh, uh, the, the morning after I, I got drafted. Met all, met everyone. It was it was amazing. I fit right in. Felt like family right away. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get to work. Report on uh, Thursday for minicamp. John Michael, real quick, what so what was your interaction with the Giants prior to the to the draft? Did you do you have an inkling it would be the Giants or how did that all go down? Yeah, really good reactions uh with the Giants. Coach uh Bobby Johnson uh came and uh worked me out at Pro Day, took me out to dinner the night before. He's a great coach, connected really well with one another. I mean, he was uh just a, a great guy to be around and I knew he was gonna uh coach me up well. Um he's a he's a fantastic coach, so so are you are you used to city life like coming out here to uh because I heard Flossmore I, when I hear Flossmore I'm like put the rollie on you know Flossmore but uh, you you used to city life or are you more like you know country country laid back type guy 
Um, see, I'm used to, uh, I mean, I'm probably like 35 minutes from Chicago. Um, and then Minneapolis was about a 10 minute drive from campus from Minnesota. Um, but obviously I know New York's a, one of the biggest, biggest cities there is. So I'm kind of more of a little country or feel, but, uh, I heard there are some like spots out there around that area that you can go, uh, on the countryside of it. You know what? You got to adjust to it. And I'm I'm all, I'm all here for it. So, yeah. What's the countryside? Central New Jersey, maybe is that Central Jersey? Like, bro, when you drive the Turnpike, man, you're gonna be why is Jersey so long? That's the first thing you're gonna <laughs> think about. Central New Jersey or Western New Jersey by the Poconos yeah. and all that, you have yourself a good time. But they're gonna keep you busy uh, at the facility and obviously, you know, in your professional career. Hey, I, I, I saw a picture of the family, and I saw Dad as a unit. Like, what? Give me Dad's athletic history. What? What? Where did all this athletic skill come from? Is it Mom? Is it Dad? But Dad's Dad's a big dude. Yeah, Dad's. Uh, I, I like to say he's a little shorter than me. He is. He's. Uh, he said he's uh, lost a couple inches over the years. Yeah. So he's. Uh, he played a uh, high school ball, uh, defensive end. Uh, he went to. Uh, man, was it uh, Crystal? He he was up in like north side of Chicago. Uh, or northern uh, northern Illinois area by Crystal Lake. He uh, yeah he played ball there. No no college ball. He went. Uh, he I think he said he went to college for like maybe a month. Was not his thing. Uh, and then he uh, went to the went to the trades. Uh, his dad is like a, not. He was a three time or third time generation uh, carpenter. Uh, so uh, family obviously like that. And yeah, that's where he, that's where you met my mom. Mom was an electrician, and they they, they hit it off. Yeah. Nice, nice. Speaking of generations, I see you on the jersey. You're you're holding up Schmitz Jr. Are you you gonna rock that junior? Yeah, rocking that junior. That, so I asked this: what what's your what's your hashtag or your nickname gonna be? Because I'm Brandon London. I just had a son on this past Friday. He's Brandon London Jr. So yeah. I'm trying to get BLJR. So you're gonna be JMSJR? Like what hashtag? Like how how do we uh how do we get you nickname? Yeah. Uh, right now I would just say JMS. It's just JMS right now. That's what I, it's just always been like that. So it's interesting. You said your dad went to college one month. Well, you added a 75 months. You were the Van Wilder <laughs> of college, uh, by, you know, by six year, were you tired of beer pong and frat parties? Like, were you the old man on campus? I mean, it didn't seem like that. I mean, I wasn't pretty much like a, a partier there was. When when I when the my after my or when my sixth year came around and the the freshman came and I asked, yeah, like how old were you when I was in 2017 when I came to campus? And they were like, yeah, in like sixth grade, sixth seventh grade or something like that. I'm like, oh man, I got to get out soon. Hey, John Michael, what what did PJ Fleck do uh, so well in the recruiting process to make you want to follow him to Minnesota? I mean, obviously, you committed to, I believe, Western Michigan at first, and then obviously he changed his job. So, so what is it about the coach that that made you want to follow him? I would just say, uh, I mean, his he 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 brought it every single day. I mean, this is energy. How I knew he was going to hold me accountable each and every day, no matter if it was football, no matter if it was off the field. Like I knew he was going to hold me accountable for whatever I did, and make me. Um, I mean, we talk about not only making you a better player on on the field, but off the field as well, in all four four areas of your life. And that was something special to me, and wanting to not only grow like like I've been saying on the field, but off the field. And that's what my parents were looking for and making me a better man and 
a better husband one day, a better father. So yeah, I mean that that all like took in consideration. It was kind of like a no brainer of him of me going to Minnesota and following him just because of how much I trusted in his uh in, in his vision and uh, everything in his culture. So. I, I know it's a new and fresh relationship, but are you getting those same type of vibes from Bobby Johnson and uh, Coach Dable? Yeah, uh, definitely uh, uh, with the standard. Uh, I mean, the standard is not going to – the standard is going to keep rising each and every day. You got to keep getting better. They are very direct in what you need to get better at, and which is I, – I like. I mean, I like. I want to know what I'm doing wrong. I want to know what I'm doing right. And uh, just t- tell me tell me it right away. Don't go around anything. Don't uh, beat around the bush. Just tell me where I'm at. Sure. At some point this offseason, you're going to share a cigar with Coach Dabes. He, he likes to FaceTime players and smoke cigars. So if that hasn't happened already, I don't know. But do you get that vibe of him? Like he is the ultimate kind of player coach, but also he'll be tough on you on the field. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that being uh, the, his personality. And just, I mean, tremendous coach. I can see it right off the bat that he uh, has a, a lot of uh, respect around uh, the Giants facility and around the NFL. So, yeah. Were you paying attention to Giants football last year? Like, were you were you kind of checking out? Did did you hear about the noise that they made in the NFL, throughout the NFL last season? Yeah. Um, so, a guy I was training with uh, up in Minnesota was a huge Giants fan, and we ended up going to the the, the Giants Vikings game uh, playoff game, and it was it was tremendous. I mean, just seeing those guys play and ball out like they did, and uh, I mean, beat a really good team uh, was. Uh, and basically beat him by a decent amount was uh was was uh uh crazy it was crazy atmosphere yeah you got to protect the the 200 million dollar man now i mean he just got he got the bag he deserves it john michael tell me about your first impressions walking into that facility like what did you see how did it feel of course they got the lombardis right when you walk in there did you feel a little bit of the Lawrence Taylor, Michael Strahan history when you walked in the building? Yeah, I mean, just kind of looking back at the past Super Bowls they've won. And, uh, I mean, it's just a tremendous uh, um, just history they have and looking to add on to that. But, uh, you know, it, it just doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it, it comes with work, and it, it's a whole process of things. And this team that we have is uh, – is uh is great and um i'm just i'm just ready to be i'm just ready to get in the building and be a part of the guys and you got a preview there with lawrence with his two lombardis right behind him uh yeah. you know kick the giants at two so hopefully you could add two more to the legacy you know tell us giants fans who you are because you are the nicest guy but you describe yourself as like this nasty player so take us from the transition from nice guy to nasty guy yeah, I mean, I feel like all my friends, all my family, teammates know that very, very caring guy off the field. I uh, really want to know, like, how you're doing and get to know you. I, I guess it's when I put on the helmet, I mean, it, it just flips a switch. And uh, no matter what, uh, no matter what, uh, like, who's at, whoever's across from me, uh, uh, it's go time at the end of the day. So Fans want to meet you, man. They want to know about you because you're playing in a city or you're playing for an organization where your play will get you in the ring of honor, but your personality will make you into a legend. And they tweeted a whole Barney upper episode. Uh, NYG uh, crush says, have you been called John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt your whole life? Yep. Yep. That is definitely uh, that I have definitely been called that my whole life. Just whenever that song came on, they, everyone just comes uh, and uh, kind of just sings along with it and comes right to me. It, Exactly. Right. When I was little till, I mean, up in college, they, they were still saying it. So that's awesome. Let, I've got two real quick. So uh, ones I like to ask, what are you going to buy 
with your signing bonus first purchase. <laughs> and then it's probably going to be something. Are you engaged right now? Or no? Yeah. So it's probably going to be are. something for the, something something for the wedding. wedding. That's going to yeah. cost you. And oh, then yeah. second thing, hidden talent. You got to have a hidden talent, right? You're going to have to stand up in front of the team and sing, dance, a la uh, the young man from the Lions last year who killed it, uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Man, he killed it. That's the best. That's the one thing we all miss about the locker room. Brandon will tell you the same thing. I miss moments yeah. like that. But first purchase and and something uh, that you can do that nobody knows, that you haven't told the Giants fans yet. Well, like we said, uh, I'm engaged. We just uh, set up uh, or just we saved our we, – we got our date set. Uh, in stone so it's uh next march i mean congratulations uh, yeah i mean definitely the first purchase is probably gonna be uh probably going to the wedding <laughs> depending on uh where our where we need to be at so that'll definitely be it and a hidden talent i would say um i mean i like to sing a little bit you know oh i'm not that good the boys are gonna see this john michael you are getting up there in front of the team and listen all i can tell you as a little bit of advice, just own it and go up there. Oh, they, yeah. they don't care yeah. how good it is, how bad it is. You just got to get up there. Were you opera, yeah. baritone, like tenor? What 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 are you? What kind of singer are you? Oh man, not a not a good one. <laughs> Can we get the genre of music? Is it rap, hip hop, oh. country? Yeah, I mean, I like uh, I look like, I like a little bit of everything. I, I can okay. do a little bit of everything. Mainly country. Uh, some throwback. Well, Chris Stapleton. Here. You look like a Chris Stapleton guy. Nah, Zach, Zach Brown Band. Zach Brown, Zach Brown oh. Band's good. Yeah, that, that's good. A little bit of Luke Combs is hitting, uh, hitting really good yeah. right now. Morgan Wallen, Luke Combs, they're all killing it. Yeah, those guys. I thought his second purchase, he was going to say a car. You were going to say a truck was going to be second. I thought you were going to be get yourself a truck. Is that coming too? Uh, we'll, we'll see on that purchase. Yeah, you know, I'm not really, uh, I'm more of a saver. I'm not really that uh, crazy spender. Uh, so we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. Good man. All right. Well, we are excited, John Michael Schmitz, to see you in a Giants uniform. What's the plan here? So you got mini camp this week. Like, do, do you get like an apartment immediately? They put you in a hotel. Like, have you been searching of where you want to live? Uh, I haven't been searching where, uh, I want to live yet. I mean, it's, um, uh, I think they're just uh, putting us in a hotel to start and kind of develop a, or not kind of just see where I want to live and uh, yeah, go from there. Are you Take number 61? Has, has that been determined your number? Yes. Yeah, 60, 61 is the number. Nice. All right. Nice. Same solid. It's a all solid right. number. You'll enjoy that mini camp time. That, that's a great time with all the rookies, the undrafted guys. I mean, I, I remember that like it was yesterday, right, Brandon? Yeah. It, it's so fun to be in a hotel and all you do is football. You talk football, you practice football, and to be around guys who are like-minded and goal-oriented who made it, I mean, it's there's nothing like it. So you're going to have the time of your life. And it's a different type of locker room vibe than college. You know, in college, you guys are all trying to figure it out. Now it's just guys that have figured it out. Everybody trying to everybody everybody. has the same goal. And it's don't fun. don't be afraid to go to the vets and ask questions, man. That's what it's all about. You, you, a lot's gonna be placed on you in the sense of being a second round pick and oh, does he has to play? We got to get him ready. But at the end of the day, bro, it's football. You've been playing it at a high caliber for a long time. Make sure you go out there and you have fun with it because there's gonna be business stuff. There's gonna be a lot of outside noise. But remember, at the end of the day, it's about getting in the three-point stance and smashing heads. And that's what you've been doing, man. So keep keep smiling. Keep having fun with it, bro. Will do. I appreciate that. Thank you. John Michael Schmitz. Follow him on IG at JMSchmitz60. 
He's rocking his number 61, and he's coming to the Giants. Welcome to Big Blue, and thanks for coming on Blue Rush. Good luck this year. Thank you, guys. Team speed in general. Um, I think we did that with some of the free agents we signed. Paris Campbell can roll. Jeff can roll. Okariki runs well. Banks runs. You know, I mean, we, we've upgraded the speed in general. Waller. Yeah, that's definitely something watching our team last year. We just felt, you know, we needed to get faster in, in all three phases. And that says cheerio to episode 145 of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Harris for producing the show. Lawrence, we all loved your shirt. It was a nice Dave shirt with sunglasses. Can you tell us the backstory? And also, I, I saw you ordered, uh, what is it, wings or barbecue pork sliders? How was the food in Kansas City? Well, the food was just a C plus, if you will. It was not the best, but the menu presented very well. The shirt was made by a fine friend of mine, custom one of one. I'm actually going to donate that shirt without washing it. It doesn't smell too bad. To somebody that guessed John Michael Schmitz, I did a little Twitter thing, so gonna get that out in the mail here shortly. Catch up on all episodes of Blue Rush on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Watch full episodes by subscribing to the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Just follow the Blue Rush playlist. Give us a thumbs up and comment below. Let us know what you think of the Giants draft picks. For Paulie Schwartz, Brandon London, and Jake Brown, I'm Lawrence Tynes. We will take a hiatus for the offseason. Hiatus, I like that. And catch up with you next time whenever big Giants news drops. Until then, enjoy the offseason, folks, and thanks for listening to Blue Rush. Cheerio! Cheerio!